Welcome to Take 5 with Second Presbyterian Church, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. If you have any questions or want to know more about ministry opportunities, check us out at secondpreslr.org. Or you can find us on Facebook. You can also find a Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take Five. That's F-I-V-E. With that said, we hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more tidbits on the fives. Hey y'all, it's Jen. Glad to be back with you today. This week we are talking about children in worship um, and specifically in the pew with us. And so as I was thinking about this, I started thinking about all the things that happen in the week, right? The week is full of shuttling kids from one activity to another. It's full of many, many loads of laundry. It's full of a stack of bills that have to be paid. And it is full of many people to please. By the time we get to Sunday, we sometimes just want to find a safe, faith, formative space just for our children so that parents, well, we have a time to worship in peace. Parents can focus entirely on getting something out of worship instead of all the things that go with having our wee ones in the pew with us. It's okay to admit it. We all feel it from time to time. I hear from parents about how stressful it is to have their children in worship, and I agree. It can be stressful. There are times when my husband is solo parenting in the pew with our kids while I lead worship, There are other times that I'm able to parent in the pew while my colleagues lead worship, and he and I have discussed on more than one occasion about the challenges that go with that, as well as the beautiful moments when we catch them engaged in worship. I remember when I was growing up, sitting in the same pew with my grandparents. Now, I don't recall whether or not I had formal worship training, But I do remember sitting beside my grandma and twirling her wedding and engagement rings on her fingers. I would move them from finger to finger and I would twirl them and twirl them and twirl them. I counted bricks in the sanctuary and I would pre-mark the hymnal in the Bible with hymns and scriptures as soon as I sat down, finding every spare piece of paper to mark all the different pages. I doodled on the bulletin and would count how many times I found words like God or grace or sign up in the bulletin. It wasn't until I had children of my own that I realized that learning how to be in worship and learning how to worship was no small feat. I wanted our kids to physically act older than they were. I wanted them to sit without squirming. I wanted them to be curious and ask questions like the young children that they were. And I certainly wanted them to fully participate. I mean, fully participate better than many adults. 
Sure. I also wanted them to not disturb others while they were worshiping or embarrass me with their craziness. But I also wanted them to be able to see what was going on, to ask questions, to come to understand why we do what we do in worship and learn to bring their whole selves to worship. It was important for us to teach our children to worship God, and that meant meeting them where they were developmentally. It means that every family has to make decisions about what is right for their children. Developmentally, many children are ready as young as three to be in the sanctuary for worship, for at least part of the service, and some may be ready for most of the service. Sure, there are children who are younger that might be ready, and then there are some children who might need a little more time before they're ready. When our boys were about three, they loved standing on the pew with one of our arms around their waist, and they would put their arm around our neck, and that is how many hymns were sung. Not to mention, we sat in the very front of the sanctuary. They still like to sit in the very front of the sanctuary. I think that when they were standing on those pews, they liked to see things from the taller vantage point. Maybe people around us may have thought that kid needs to not stand on the pew. But no one said anything. And I really am not sure anyone even thought it. The church was very supportive. And I think it was really our own insecurity. And honestly, it was what was right for our family. When our kiddos were about four or five, that was the time where they were responsible for writing our family's name on the attendance pad. At some point, we started talking about scriptures and sermons later. Now, I gotta be honest, it is not all roses and sunshine. For those of you who know my family, you know this. There is the occasional water fountain and bathroom breaks, the very loud, I'm hungry, and would like a snack request because we have mixed up which service we're going to go to. And we oftentimes hear the, it's no fair, he, referring to the brother, has X, Y, or Z, or like this week, the never-ending chitter-chatter. Golly, makes it so easy to just want to put our kids somewhere else. But we're reminded in Scripture. In the Hebrew language, the word that we use for service and the word for worship are the same. In worship, God is the audience and we are all participating all of us. I'm reminded of Matthew 18 when the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And scripture says that Jesus called a child whom he put among them and said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. God welcomes children to worship. 
all of them. The squirmy ones, the curious ones, the well-behaved ones, even those that are testing our patience, they are welcomed in worship. Maybe teaching our children to worship is a gift that they can't outgrow, but rather are able to use to grow a deeper sense of gratitude, belonging, and love. In which case, we get the chance to worship God and help our children experience this transformative worship of our almighty, all-powerful, and forgiving God. How cool is that? I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. If you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for us to explore on the podcast, reach out to Jen Evans, Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church. Check out secondpreslr.org for contact information. I hope that you'll take five with us again.